Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? It's Go Tell Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron. Hi everyone, on This Happen. Guys, what I'm about to say, I am a little bit ashamed. I'm calling out myself, guys. So you know lately we're in this world where we have to wear masks. Some people still wear it, some people don't. Sometimes I wear mine still, especially when I go to the store. I don't watch the news. Sometimes I hear it on the radio if we're supposed to or not. I kind of like wearing the mask. I think some people should. But anyway, you know what I want to call myself out on? I am ashamed. Let, here, is a, here is a disclaimer. I am ashamed of what I'm about to say, but this is a reality in my life. So guys, there's this person that I see. Um, almost weekly, like, because you know I do events, <laughs> farmers market, whatever, and this person always wear a mask. So as I'm talking to this person, I'm not really, you know, sometimes I have my mask on, sometimes I don't, but this person always wears their mask, right? Once in a blue moon, the person would take, it's a lady, and the person would take off her mask while she's talking to me, right? And all I can focus on, guys, is her nose because her nose is huge. And sometimes I'm talking to her and my eyes just go directly to the nose. And I'm, you know, I'm so self-conscious that to the point like, does she see me looking at her nose or can she see that my eyes is going to, because, you know, your, your eyes and your nose is so close to each other. And it's like, can she see that I'm looking like, like, <laughs> does that make sense? Like, sometimes when I'm talking to other people, they can see when my eyes is looking somewhere else. Like if somebody is passing by, you know, my eyes or head will turn that way as they're talking to me. Cause there's only so much eye contact I can give a person. I can give you eye contact when I'm talking to you, but once in a while I like to look away and look at something else and then come back to the eye contact. You know what I mean? But I wonder if she can see that I keep looking at her nose and I feel so bad for even saying this, but it's a real thing. But I wonder if anybody else experienced that or if there's a something on the person's body like a mole or something that you keep looking at when you hope that they don't realize that you're looking at that thing but when they're talking to you kind of thing but when she wears her mask I don't focus on it because obviously it's covered up but I feel so ashamed like like every time she talks to me or say something to me without the mask I I it's, it's like I zone out and it's like I'm hearing half of what she's saying, but I'm like <laughs> looking at the nose. I don't know why I'm laughing because it's funny to me, but maybe sad to somebody else. And they be maybe looking at me and, or maybe it's a situation where somebody has boogers in their nose. And that has happened also, guys, where it comes to the point where I can't take it anymore. Like if somebody's talking to me and they have something in their nose and it's visible, I would just say to them, rather than me be disgusted and because I am disgusted by that, like, because then my brain will be and eyes will be on that booger <laughs> and not what they're saying. 
I just say it right off the bat. So therefore, I am not freaked out, disgusted by it and distracted by it. I just say to the person, oh, there's something on your nose. End of discussion. So therefore, they can take care of themselves and then therefore we can get back to truly talking to each other. Does that make sense? But I can't say anything about her nose. That's her nose. Now on to this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode. It is I, Lisa Waldron. My name is Lisa. Guys, I want to share some little tidbits with you on things I have learned at the farmer's market. There's so many things I have learned. I feel like I'm learning things every single day. You know, I learn something new every single day, but um, I'm only going to share a few in this episode and I probably will do more farmer's market secrets and episodes and stuff like that, whatever. But I'm just going to start off with the biggest shocker of it all, guys. The biggest shocker what I have learned. And I didn't even know this was happening in town. But here goes. I'm trying to remember, did I already talk about this? But if I did, it still shocks me. (laughs) But Okay, are you ready? So one day at one of the markets, um, um... a couple of the wives were talking, um, you know, I'm not married, but you know, we were just gathering because somewhere along the market time, you know, people get up from their, from their table, their booth, you know, their tent, and they just get up and walk around and talk to other vendors or whatever. So a couple of wives and I were talking and we were just talking about some stuff. And, and then one of the wives said to me and another wife, um, said to me and another lady who was a wife. And then she said, Hey, have you guys heard of, um, have you guys, um, um, know what it means when you have a bottle of wine and pineapple in your, in your shopping cart? I said, wine and pineapple? Like she said, do you know what that means when you put wine and pineapple in your shopping cart? And I was like, No. Like, where is this going? Like, in my head. And it's like, no. She's like, well, she told me the area. This is in Georgia. This is off. Oh, God. I actually went there and looked at it. Um, look at the. I happened to be in the area, and I said, I wonder if this is the area. But basically, it's along Dallas Highway, and it's like a cross between Hiram, Dallas, Douglas area, further up to Dallas highway and something or whatever they have a Publix over there and at that particular Publix um, allegedly um, the rumor is that everyone that lives in that area knew about it or whatever because I even mentioned it to other people at other markets and they said they heard about it like other people were talking about it and I think it was on the news because somebody had gotten shot over into that area but anyway are you brace yourself people are you ready when you're in that particular supermarket, and let's say you decide to go to that market to buy some stuff, and if you go to that market and you put in a pineapple that is a full pineapple, along with, I guess, any bottle of wine, just those two products, and you walk around the supermarket, you are actually 
send in a message that you're down to be a swindler. You believe this? Can you believe this? When I heard it, I was like, what? In this day and age? Of course, there probably are, but I'm not about that life, so I don't know. But I couldn't believe it was just happening so close to me. I don't live in that area, but I'm familiar, you know, with that. I, I think I passed by that area in order to get home or something like that. But anyway, so the first thing that goes to my mind, guys, is like, hold up, wait a minute. I love pineapple. And I've had pineapple in my shopping cart before. And then I'm like, did I ever buy a bottle of wine in the past along with a pineapple? But no guys ever came up to me. <laughs> Nobody came up to me and approached me or something. I was like, what the heck? But I didn't do that, the guys. I didn't have those two. Pro- I may have had it separately because I don't buy wine. I haven't bought wine in a, in a few years now because when I normally buy liquor is when I used to host and have party here for other people. And then since the pandemic, I haven't really bought any liquor because I already had liquor from before. And my son didn't want some of the liquor in the house. You know, he believed those are spirits or whatever. So I think he was secretly like emptying out my liquor or whatever. And and some liquor just sit there. And then even my family was like, you still have this liquor here? Because I really don't drink it unless it's like wine or I have a bottle of um, whiskey and stuff or whatever. But and I have white rum because, you know, all Jamaicans have white rum in their house, you know, but. Other than that, I haven't been shopping for any wine or anything, but I have bought a lot of pineapple. Um, you know, every time it pineapple is in season, it's good because I love pineapples. But who would have thought that by a person buying pineapple and wine and having it in their shopping cart at that particular location over there in that area, that's signaling to people that you're down to be a swindler. And a swindler pretty much means that you are going to have sex with a couple that's either together, married, or if you're in a relationship or married, you're pretty much saying that you guys are like all sleeping together kind of stuff, if you, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? You're down to sleep with each other's partners and stuff. And so one of the wives was like, I would be too embarrassed to do that because especially with the kids, and if all the kids go to the school, I would be embarrassed. When she said that, I was like, well, did the thought, it looks, sounds like the thought crossed you. <laughs> thought crossed your mind and what the implications may be. I was just so in shock, and they were giving me directions because I kept saying, where, where? You know, and they were like, look, probably looking at me like, oh, do you want to go down there and, and go buy some? I was like, well, I'm just trying to remember if I had the two in my shopping cart, but I don't think so. And even if I did, nobody approached me. (laughs) I just found it so funny, right? So that was one of the biggest things. Because when you're at events or farmer's market, especially farmer's markets, here's thing number two, is that I realized that a lot of the men at the farmer's market, especially the ones that work there with their own booth and business, they have the T, T E A. They have the gossip. They know everything. I even said to one of the husbands because they were telling me a little secret with somebody else about something going down, and I'm like, "Wow, 
the man really knows everything. And they were like, he was like, no, the woman, well, I said, no, the men knows a lot more than the women sometimes. And when you, when I thought about it, when I made that statement to him, well, how did the men know? Half of them are married. So obviously they would have to have known from the wife because this particular husband, he's never there. He's hardly there hardly there. He comes by once in the blue moon, but the wife is always there. So then you have to ask yourself, if the husband knows so much information and he's hardly there, how did he get the information in the first place? He had to have gotten it from the wife. But there are some men that are there at the market with their wife and they know more than the wife, especially when they're retelling a story or or saying a story the man has more of the information or remembers more. You believe that? Yeah. Like I said to you guys, I have learned so much. And here is a thing where one advice I would give you when you are starting to go to a farmer's market to sell your products or or to make your start off your business and to be in the local community is to talk to the vendors next to you. Talk to them because most likely you're going to see these vendors again because I do a couple of farmer's markets where I go there and I sell my products and my goods. And guys, it's such an upscale thing and it's such a vibe right now to do farmer's market to the point that everyone is like upscaling their their table, their business. It's like, think of a farmer's market more like a little mini store under a tent and you are presenting the best you and your best products. And even how I dress, even though it's hot as heck outside, I still have to look professional because when they see me, they're looking at um, my business and my products. And I have to remember, even though I am just, this is a temporary state for me, a stepping stone, how would it look when I'm in a physical store and have my own store? How would they, they how would it look when they come into my store? The same way I treat them here at the market is the same way and better I would treat them in the store. You know what I mean? But it's all about building your clientele because if your products are good and your services and your customer service is good, they will follow you and be happy. I was so happy when I did one of my markets in, in my area. And the people were talking about me, guys, before the market even opened up, how how they were hoping that I would come back. And I and I had to remind them, hey guys, you could have easily found me online and go online, but they were not thinking that. And I know it totally escaped them. And some people don't have a website, and some people focus their business mainly out of Facebook or Instagram. But I do Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, but I also have a website, right? And there's so many ways that you can look it up. Just by typing in my company's name, you can get my products, you know? So they didn't have to wait, but it was also about educating them that even though it's in the off season and you want some of my products, you can look it up online and Google will tell you right off the bat, like where you can get my stuff, you know? But yeah, guys, I was just so shocked about that whole swindler thing. And, um, but let me give you another thing about why you need to talk to your vendors, because they also, some of them have been experienced in this in a long time. 
a lot of people like the farmer's market versus opening up their own store because it's just a, it's just a couple of hours. You're out in the farmer's market anywhere from two to four hours. Some markets are six to eight, but the majority of time it's either three or four hours you're out there. But technically it's, it's a five to six hour day because you have to set up do the three to four hours and then break down, which probably takes like anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes if you're not talking a lot. And sometimes when you are with experienced vendors and businesses that have been doing it for years, you pick up on some of the tips, what works, what doesn't work. There's so many people, um, especially my com- competitors, that they pretend to walk past my table. They look and see how I'm dressing it up, fixing it up, and then they try to upscale it, copy or whatever. As I mentioned before, when I did a farmer's market um, episode, I mentioned that I don't pay attention to my competitors like that as much. Yes, you should have some sense of what your competitor is doing, but not to go and do the same thing as what they're doing. It's so boring, it's so overrated, it's so played out. It's like, do your own thing. You know what I mean? I don't walk around and say, oh, let me look and see what my competition has today and whatever. No, I don't do that kind of stuff. I'm not saying for you to be oblivion and blind or whatever, but some people actually go out of their way. They actually go out of their way to be next to you. They actually go out of their way to pretend like they're saying hi when in fact they're just checking out and next thing you know next week they have like something similar it's 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 that i digress okay but take up the little knowledge and take up the little stuff for example i wanted to upgrade my square um my square application now the square app is where a lot of vendors a lot of businesses use square it comes in a small form medium, large, the computer, the iPad. is basically an app, um, a device where you take payments. You take your payments and upload your inventory on there as well. It's also a place where a lot of companies are doing that now versus the old typical cash registers. It's all electronic, which I feel like the old cash registers may come back if the whole world shuts down and there's no electricity or something like that. You will need Wi-Fi. You will need, you know, that. And I wanted to upscale it to um, a medium-sized one versus a little one where it's attached to my phone and they have to swipe. And I really wanted the medium one where they don't really have to touch my phone more than so because I always wipe down for sanity reasons. And, um, and I just wanted them to either tap their credit card or insert their credit card into the medium machine when they're making credit card payments, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. And I still want to upscale. My goal is to get like a computer, right? Like a computer. The iPad, yes, because I am thinking of um, opening up another business. That's a you're you're the first to hear that. But more to well, you're the first to hear it on the podcast. But some of the vendors already know because I'm already. Because I needed some questions answered. That's why I was able to give them a sneak peek of what I was thinking of doing. So I wanted to know what and what licenses. Because I know some of the licenses and things are changing now. And they're more privy 
to that particular side of the business, especially um, I'm doing a different field in the business and they're doing a field that I, I'm interested in going into, but more to come on that. So it's good that you are um, cordial and nice to your surrounding neighbors because some of them have insightful information. So one of the vendors had told me, he and his wife, how much they paid for theirs, where I can get it cheaper and stuff like that. And then of course I did my own research and then I was able to upscale mine, you know, and I still have the small ones as a backup in case anything goes wrong. But, um, but it's good to see sometimes what other people are doing. And then as far as, especially if you want to upscale your business and far as have, you know, so I was telling my son when my son was helping me and he just saw it as, oh, you, you just want to do what they want to do. And is that necessary right now? And I said, no, because if you notice, I'm not doing it right now. It's something to look forward to for the future. And in his mind, he was just looking at it from a money aspect, like, well, just because they have it doesn't mean you want to have it. I said, no, but that was my goal because in a store, you're going to need to have the computerized, like the computerized cash register. That's what everyone is using inside the store. Nobody in a store is using the small device. So I had to break it down to him like that so he can get it like, you know, when you reach a store level, you you need to have certain requirements, but I get it from a money aspect. But I was trying to tell him that I'm not getting it now, but it's, these are goals for you to look forward to, you know what I mean? And to say, you want your store and your area to look professional and you don't want to look like you don't really have any money by using stuff as if you're just starting out kind of thing, if that makes sense. But yeah, guys, so there's a lot to be learned at the farmer's market. Um, Once again, the most important thing is to build your clientele and um to have great customer service and um um make sure you have good products out there here's number 3 um i was talking to one of the vendors and she was telling me that she and her husband are are from a child free community which i had no idea that even existed it's a child-free community. It's a couples who choose not to have kids. And then the first thing I said to her was, is that a thing? Like, I thought she was just saying it at first just to say, because sometimes people just say, oh, yeah, it's a child. You know, like I would say, oh, it's a no dairy kind of house. It's a no meat kind dairy kind of household because I'm either not eating dairy because I'm trying to lose weight. You know what I mean? But when she said that, I said, is that a thing? And yeah, come to find out that it's a big, big group that like, you know, like how they have like, um, um, you know, all these groups, groups out here and they may have mothers against drunk driving and, um, they may have something else and something else. Well, this is actually a group of people who choose It's not, not that they can't. They chose not to have kids. They chose, they don't even like children. (laughs) And I say that because this particular um, person 
every time she sees the kids come to my area because I sell this um, honey soap that's shaped like a unicorn. And, and one day it was like all the kids kept gravitating towards my table. Not so much because of the soaps, but they were just coming over, you know? And some of the kids were just coming over and giving me hugs. They're so nice. And the parents are there. And like I said, you build this relationship with the people and their families. And and of course, a couple of them threw stuff <laughs> at me and was trying to shake my tent. And she was just looking at me like, oh, no, what is he doing? What are they doing? You know, and she's like, uh-uh, that's why I don't want any, you know. And, and so I said to her, I'm sorry, I didn't. Guys, there's no way for me to know every single group and stuff that's out there because I don't watch the news. I, a person doesn't know everything. So the only way you know is if somebody is open enough to share that with you and educate you on it. So then I started to ask her questions about it so I could be educated, so I can share a little bit of it with you guys. And um, so... She told me that they would go on groups, they would have forums, they would talk about it. And this is something that she and her husband is in agreement with. And I was like, wow, because most of the times I said to her, when a person um, starts a relationship and one person doesn't want to have kids and the other person does, it, there was always in the back of one of their minds that they're going to change the person and then I told her a, a story of someone that I work with when I was in my 20s, you know, my first corporate job, and how this lady said she absolutely didn't want to have kids, didn't want to have kids. And um, her husband knew that. And then eventually it slipped up and then she got pregnant. Long story short, she ended up giving the child to the husband because she didn't really care. She loved her child but she knew she didn't want to be a mother like that and ended up giving the child um, to the father as full custody and she would get visitation rights because she said she never wanted to have kids, but he kept putting the pressure of her. And then that became the case of you guys need to be on the same page. You knew going into marriage, that's how she felt. But like I said, one wants to change the other person. So when this person shared with me that she and her husband were both on the same page. And I've also heard of stories where they may have started off on the same page and then later on, as they're getting older, they change. But she was like, oh no, they're both on the same page as far as kids are concerned. And I I was just fascinated. Like, did you guys know that this group even existed? This society group that of kids that, of of people who don't want to have kids. And, and guess what? That's perfectly fine. Sometimes it's better than you saying you want to have kids and then you go out there and abuse them and kill them and do all these sorts of bad stuff to them all for the sake of whatever bad thoughts or feelings when it would just, just have been better if you just didn't have any. But everything is in God's plan as far as whether or not you're, you, you know, to have kids or not. But I thought it was commemorable, commendable of these folks to even get together and form this huge society of groups of people who talk about it. And, and, and like I said, it's perfectly fine because everyone's priority is different. 
and everyone knows what works for them for whatever reason or not. But like I said, I didn't even know it was a group. I didn't even know it was a whole bunch of people that felt that way. I had no idea. You would hear one off here or there, but I had no idea it was like a a large group of people. So kudos for them, whoever started it, and for them to have a big following. And kudos for the lady to even share it and to be open with it. And she was perfectly fine and, and happy with it, you know? And um, and then I saw that she was telling this other guy and he said the same thing out of his mouth, like, oh, is that a thing? And I had to giggle to myself like, wow, I didn't know I wasn't the only one that didn't know about this. But like I said, there's so many groups and societies out there right now. I can't keep up. I don't know what's what. But... You would only know if you start talking to people and being open and transparent and just sharing like I do with you all. Yeah, guys. So um, so these are some top things for the farmer's market. I would say um, number one thing, if you're going to the farmer's market and it's your first time, you can come by yourself. You can come with a friend or whatever. But I would always recommend to people... Stop along every single booth and see what everyone has to have. Then walk around. Don't buy anything on your first round, but just walk around, see what everybody has, and then come back and do a second round and then make your purchase. Does that make sense? Because there are so many times that you bring a certain amount of money to the market and then you go to the first couple of tents or back tents or whichever entrance you come into And then when you get up to a certain tent and you're like, oh, I wish I knew. I've heard it so many times. Oh, I wish I knew you were here because I just bought from there and there and so and there. But to give everyone a fair playing chance because we're all out there trying to make money and whatever. um, Just walk around and look and see what somebody have. You won't know until you go up to there. There's so many people that I see just walk by. They just glance over and just keep their head straight. There are some that pretend that they're on the phone or they're on the phone, but then they're looking. Um, there are some that know what, exactly what they want because they've probably been there before and just go straight to that. That's perfectly fine. But if it's your first time, take the time because you took the time to come there and drive to the weather to get there. Take the time to visit each booth, you know, and don't be afraid. Like I see some people say, I'm just looking now and making my rounds, you know, and then a small percentage will come back, you know, and then some will say, I didn't bring enough money with me, but are you going to be here next time? Because I'll come back. And sometimes they do, but at least they know now who's at the market, what they sell. And each week could be different or the same, but at least they know, you know what I mean? So yeah, well, guys, I'm going to end this episode, but at least you got a few tips and a few insights into what I have learned (laughs) at the market and some tips at the market for you going to the farmer's market. It is a vibe. Make sure you wear comfortable shoes. Make sure you wear a hat, be hydrated, um, bring your own bag if possible. Um, but if not, um, don't forget to ask about EBT and, um, especially when you're buying food produce. So for example, if you have $20, they can give you like $40 worth of coins. So it doubles. So you can get twice as much at the market. Don't forget to go to the informational booth 
and ask questions. If you don't know, look up the um the farmers market information on Facebook and Instagram. Most likely they will post which vendors are going to be there for that particular week and so and what they will have, what their ingredients are. Don't forget to just say hi. Bring a friend. Bring a friend or two in your family, especially since the kids are out of school. Let them get used to going to the local farmer's market in their area and and experience the shopping and all the good stuff that we're selling there. Until next time, guys. Hope that you guys like this video. Peace, love. Bye.